Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Good morning, church. Again, thank you for joining us online, uh, the start of a brand new series. Thank you, Matthew. What encouraging testimonies that we're hearing from the last series, Keeping the Faith, particularly the, the fasting week. I've got to say, one of the highlights, other than my own personal refreshment from the fasting week, was the devotionals. My goodness, I'm just going to try to figure out how we can have maybe some more devotionals just on a regular basis, because I was so blessed each and every day last week during the fasting week. So really encouraged where the church is at. Something I've recognised coming out of 2020 is that that was a year of crisis, that was a year of stress for many, many different reasons. And if you ever want to test the strength of steel, put it under stress. If you ever want to test the strength of a piece of timber, put it under stress. If you want to test the strength of a human being, put them in a crisis situation and see what happens in their character. And I have to say to you, church, that this church has been put under stress last year, was in the crisis of last year, and we have come out of that exceptionally well. We are a strong church, and I am so thankful to so many of you who have stayed connected, who have worked on deepening relationships, have come to connect groups, who've given generously, who've um, loved endlessly. I mean, the list goes on, but more than anything, I just want to thank the amazing leaders of this church, and uh, I'm just so proud to be a part of this great church. I think we've come through COVID so far exceptionally well, and starting this year, I feel the temperature rising. I feel the momentum gathering of faith in this church. And that's what I want to talk about today in this C series. Now, the title bounces out of Jeremiah, where God asks Jeremiah several times, what do you see? And that's the question of this series. What do you see? And it's not talking about seeing with your natural eyes. It's talking about seeing with eyes of faith. And so we're going to talk about faith today, big faith, bold faith, courageous faith. I want to motivate us us all to go to an even greater level of bold prayers, bold connections, bold giving um, as we look through this whole series on see what God is doing in your life personally and see what God is doing in our church. And so let's get started. Um, when we look at bold faith or faith in general, I, I pick up on two stories that are quite contrasting, but yet in Scripture they use the same words where Jesus was amazed by their faith. And the first one is out of Mark 6, 5 to 6. And it's the story of Jesus trying to minister in his hometown. And of course, you know the story. It's familiar to you. They mocked him. They disregarded him. They dismissed him. Oh, that's little Jesus. My, my daughter babysat him. Who is he to say these things and want to do these things? And so they completely disregarded him in his hometown. And he says here in Mark 6, 5 and 6, he says, what was he amazed of? He was amazed at their lack of faith. 
He was amazed at their light. He was blown away. He was shocked. He didn't expect it, but that's what he found, that they did not believe that he could do what he said he could do. The second example, just quickly now, I'm supposed to keep this short, but we'll see how we go, is the centurion, famous passage. Centurion has a sick servant who is dying. Um, he, and of course, the centurions were famous amongst the Jews because they were such horrible people to the Jews and very intimidated by the centurions. But he had heard about Jesus and some of the things Jesus was doing and he understood authority. And so he came to Jesus and said, hey, look, I've got a servant that's dying. Could you uh, heal the servant? And he said, look, you don't have to come to my house. You can just say it and it will be done because I understand authority. I understand how it works. And this is Jesus's response in Luke 7 Verse 9, when Jesus heard this, Jesus was amazed at him, turning to the crowd, following him and said, I will tell you the truth. Listen up, he said, I have not found such great faith, such big faith, such bold faith in even Israel. And so there's two examples where we see Jesus discerning a faith level. In his hometown, there was little faith. And he was absolutely amazed at how little their faith was or no faith at all. And then the centurion blew him away. And the scriptures say he was amazed again at his great faith. And so we see Jesus looking at a faith level in both of those circumstances. And so I am encouraged. I am so encouraged. So many of you have have taken the opportunity through Keeping the Faith series to step back into your relationship with Jesus, to strengthen your relationship with Jesus, to refresh your relationship with Jesus. And we're just hearing so many testimonies. We're seeing connect groups gathering on a Sunday. Oh, my goodness, the fasting week, the prophetic night, the dream cards, all of these things are mechanisms and a means for you to enlarge your relationship with God and your faith in Him. And so I can confidently say that the faith temperature, the faith thermostat in this church is definitely on the rise. With that in mind, let me ask you this really profound question. Profound for me and it will be profound for you. What would be different in our city? What would be different in Malmö? What would be different in Lund? Helsingborg, Tredobody, Skona. What would be different in our city or region if God answered the prayers we were praying? What would be different in our city, in our region, if God answered the prayers that we were praying? It makes us think, actually, what kind of prayers am I praying? Am I Praying prayers. But if I am praying prayers, what kind of prayers am I praying? Would, would God be amazed at the faith level in my prayers for this city and this region? Would God be amazed at the boldness of my asking in prayer for Malmö, for Lund? That's what the question is asking. That's the challenge to us as a church. And if there is one thing that this message is about, it's answering that question. 
that we are be, to be a, a recklessly courageous church full of faith, taking God at his word and believing for great things for our region. And we'll talk about faith initiatives a bit later on. And, and we're just so committed to taking steps out of our comfort zone, out of our, our secure little space of control and putting ourselves dependent on our living God. And so I want to encourage you today. Can you take your next step this year? We've filled in faith cards. We've been refreshed in our spirit. But to live by faith, to face every situation and circumstance from a perspective of faith. Because a lot of faith initiatives can also maybe be done in the natural. If we can do things for God with just some strategic planning, some project management, we don't need radical faith. But that's not the kind of church we are. We don't want to stay in our comfort zone. We don't want to be a church that doesn't risk anything in Jesus' name. We don't want to do anything that doesn't require God to be involved and for us to be completely dependent on him for it to succeed. That is why we are a church that is faith-filled, risk-takers, big-hearted, God-lovers and his people, that we don't want to be, we don't want to insult God with small thinking and safe living. But having said that, there is a cause for responsibility as well. Sound and wise steps. But also there's another aspect to it, what I'm talking about today, and that is that when we do take steps of faith, when we do believe God for something and take a radical step into a zone that is out of our control and fully in his hands, there are obstacles that pop up against our faith. Personal ob obstacles like distraction, like busyness, like discouragement, self-doubt, insecurity. These things rob us of our faith. These things limit our faith. And so just a minute, we're going to hear from Pastor Phil, but Hebrews Chapter 11, verse 6, that famous passage that it's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I, I read that. It's so concise. It's just a few words, but it's so profound to understand in our relationship with God that he requires us to be living a life of faith and dependency on him. To put it another way, we can't play it safe and still please God. In other words, if you can do everything in your life within your own power, then you are living without the need of God's power. And so one of the challenges that we face in modern Western Christianity is this understanding of being of great faith and some of the images that we have of a person that lives by great faith is that they have a perfect life that it's well polished. They look like they float on a cloud. They don't have a bad day. They don't get doubts. They don't second guess themselves. They don't get discouraged. Well, I want to say to you that all of that is an absolute lie and all of those things are a part of the faith journey. And Pastor Phil just takes a couple of minutes out of this interview. Pastor jo uh, Josh and Georgie Kelsey from C3 Church in New York City have a wonderful significant church there in New York and I've just planted in Berlin and Paris and 
uh, awesome couple, and they're interviewing Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle, the founders of C3, on their Dream Sunday, Dream Card Sunday, and they're asking questions like, how was it to come from New Zealand, a young hippie couple, and establish what becomes a global organisation? Tell us about your journey of faith. And here's Pastor Phil just taking a couple of minutes talking about how he deals with self-doubt, fear, etc. Those obstacles that come into our heart when we're on a journey of faith. Let's listen to Pastor Phil for just a couple of minutes. I would say, Josh and Georgie, that uh, I've never not been afraid when I'm going to do something that God's called us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's always fear. Yeah. It's, it's the normal human response to the unknown. Mm-hmm. or to something that is, appears impossible. Yeah. And you're going to have a shot at it. But I also have a crazy boldness that comes, I think, from the Lord, <laughs> that I, in spite of my fear, I'm still going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what courage is or yeah. bravery. And, and so <clears throat> uh, do it afraid, I think Joyce Meyer said, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the life of faith. Yeah. But while I'm doing it afraid, yeah. you know, I'm stepping out, I'm also speaking to myself, mm-hmm. and I do a lot of self-talk because yeah. I finally got to rewire this brain yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So the most common scripture I would say to myself is, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Yeah. Wow. As soon as I say that, it changes me inside. Mm-hmm. Fear mm-hmm. not, for I am with you. And yeah. I'd say that maybe 100 times a day. Wow. I'd say have faith in God. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all the time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I speak promises to myself. Yeah. And as soon as I say, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Yeah. Instantly, it's like I'm hearing God say yeah. that to me and I'm believing it. Mm. And my fear level goes down and suddenly I can think clearly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm not paralyzed in my brain. It's yeah. great. Mm. My emotions are set free mm-hmm. yeah. from that paralysis. Fear paralyzes. Yes. And a, like a scripture like God has not given to me the spirit of fear, yeah. but a power and of love and a sound yeah. mind. So I'm full of power. Yeah. I am full of a sound yeah. mind. Yeah. I'm full of faith. Yeah. And I'll say those things even when I'm not. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Phil. Absolutely brilliant. I love that quote from uh, Joyce Meyer, do it afraid. It seems like Doing it with fear, with insecurity, with self-doubt is actually a part of the faith journey. It's actually how we discover God even more. Isn't it strange how we think? To be in faith, I should not have any sense of insecurity, fear, self-doubt. I should not be afraid. I don't know how we get that thinking. But quite the opposite. All throughout Scripture, he says to his people, be bold and courageous. And he says that because he knows our default is fear and insecurity. So let's be bold and courageous in carrying out our faith despite our fears and insecurities, no matter how they come to you and I. So I am really believing for this year. This is a different Different. I mentioned in one of my last messages, I feel like there's a line drawn in the sand. I sense a momentum gathering spiritually in this house. I think it's absolutely tremendous. But the kind of faith I'm talking about today requires an intentionality on our part. 
Just like so many of you intentionally engaged with the series last month, engaged with the fasting week and sought God, engaged with the prophetic, engaged with the devotionals, engaged with the faith cards. This kind of faith requires again and again for us to be intentional and take a step into that space of faith. Um, as a family, in, in the beginning of 2019, we went to South Africa for a holiday and Max decided to take not just a step of faith, but a leap of faith. Let's just take a, take a look at this. Have a look at his face just before he takes this leap. This is 216 metres high. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. i got to tell you, I was standing behind him on that arc of that bridge Absolutely phenomenal. One of the highest bungee jumps in the world. I think it's recorded as the highest. I don't remember, but I, got a, I, I was afraid just standing there on the, behind him, behind those guys that were taking care of him. But did you see his faith, face? He definitely had a moment where he thought, what am I doing right now? There was a, a, a second reaction. He was so confident right up to that last minute when they were literally about to help him off that edge. And that's how it is sometimes when we take a step of faith. What am I doing right now? I've talked it, I've walked it, I've prayed it, but here I am. I'm about to leap. That's how God wants it. We cannot play it safe and please God. He requires us to be dependent on him, to trust him. And with every step of faith, with every uh, wrestle with this thought, our thought life and our, our, our self-doubting, we grow stronger in our faith and our understanding of how God works in our lives. One of the disciples I love is Peter. Peter is phenomenal. Uh, the guys are out on the, on the lake. There's a, a bit of a storm brewing. It's nighttime, I understand, and Jesus has self-isolated to go be with the Father, and he, he loves to do that and does that regularly. And then suddenly he appears walking on the water, now, he doesn't walk up to the boat and kind of step on in, sit down with the guys and go, hey, I've caught up. No, I, I get the impression he is maybe somewhere between 20 and 50 metres away from the boat, but they can see him. Maybe the moon was out. I don't know. But anyway, Peter, Peter's reaction is, can I come to you? That's, that's, a, that's a faith question. That's a faith yes in my spirit, like I, I'm not even going to think about it. Can I come to you? Can I do what you're doing? And he literally jumps out of the boat and starts walking on the water. Now, you know the rest of the story. He starts to sink because of his lack of faith. Now, I get a little bit undone with preachers and teachers and bloggers and all the rest of it who kind of keep on his back about you know, a lack of faith. Here's the thing. He walked on water and there was 11 men in the back of the boat doing nothing. That's a great picture of Christianity. Who's going to be the one that steps out of the boat in the crowd that's comfortably sitting on the, on the seats in the boat? He walked on water and yes, he faced doubt. Yes, he, he was overcome by his circumstances, the waves and the dark and the wind. Anybody know what we're talking about today? Anybody ever lost sight of Jesus and overwhelmed by the challenges and circumstances in our life? I know I have, and it happens regularly. But like Pastor Phil talked about, it's a battle to keep in faith. 
to keep in faith. He took his eyes off Jesus. And the easy way to get back up out of that water is to put your eyes back on Jesus. And Jesus is always there with his grace reaching out to pull you back up. And then they walked literally together back to the boat. That's the journey of faith. It's a brilliant story. What an example he is. That we should not let the concept of our fears or insecurities, not even let the concept of failing stop us from stepping out in God's name. You see, some people think failing, when you take a step of faith and failing, means that you've missed God, that you've missed his best, that you've failed somehow in this faith journey and you've missed God in this whole faith project because it should have been so much more than you could ever thought. I want to tell you that failing is part of the faith journey. Failing actually is the process partly to bring you closer to God to realise your humanity and his awesomeness. So don't let the fear of failure limit you, put a ceiling on you when it comes to stepping out in faith. Faith can function perfectly. Faith can function perfectly. Faith is so robust. so It's, it's like a rubber band. It just keeps bouncing back if you let it. Faith can function perfectly in the face of fear. We cannot play it safe and please God. Hebrews 11.6 So as a church this year, we were continuing on with some of the faith initiatives that we've set in place. Really excited about the faith steps we're taking in C3 Lund. Really excited about that. Starting with the Facebook um, Wednesday Night Live with Pastor Matthew and Christelle every Wednesday at 8.30. I'm believing that a number of connect groups will be gathering because of that Facebook, uh, that discussion that Matthew and Christelle will have on a Wednesday night. I'm believing that we're going to start to gather people, start to gather connect groups, and that will give us an opportunity of starting a service. Do you know, do you know that's actually the beginning? Because from there we're going to go to Helson Body, Trello Body, we're going to go to other regions. That this is the church that God has called to expand and grow. And so we're going to continue with that faith initiative. Also, City Hearts is another faith initiative that we've put in place. And I'm really excited about that. So so uh, inspired by Aaron and Yvonne and their hearts for this as well. And we're going to be talking more about that later, but we're taking steps with City Hearts this year. We're going to continue to save for, buy, for property, of course. That's completely important for us to do. But also... Something that maybe we're not thinking so much about, but yet is actually really significant as well, is that because of COVID, we now have to be creating an online presence and an online influence. And that goes beyond just streaming our service. That's super important. But other aspects of influence online, it opens up the whole region to us to reach so many people. And again, we'll talk more about that. So as a church, we've got a list of faith initiatives that we're stepping into. That some of them, you know, it's a beginning point. For others, it's a progressive point. So I encourage you, start to see with eyes of faith around these four things. Start to pray into them. Start to support Matthew and Christelle uh, with encouragement and prayer and say, I'm really believing for what God's going to do through uh, what you share tonight at 8.30. Oh, on Wednesday night at 8.30. So I'm really excited about these faith initiatives that we have. 
But here's the thing. Here's the faith initiative that I'm so, so, so excited about. And that's the one that's still in your heart. That God has placed in your heart and you're yet to actually see it. You think it's just a thought. You think it might be just indigestion. But I've got to tell you, God may have placed it there. There's a faith initiative to be a part of building his kingdom in your life. And he's asking you, will you trust me? Will you put aside your doubts and take a step like Peter and walk on water? So when Jesus looked at his hometown, he was amazed at their lack of faith. When Jesus spoke with the centurion, he was amazed with his great faith. Looking at our church, looking at the temperature rising on faith, looking at the engagement of people's lives in each other and and around the communion of God. I'm just so excited. I'm believing God is just so pleased when he looks at the thermostat of our hearts when it comes to faith. But as I wrap up, I want to ask you this question. How does this play out for you? How does this play out for you? We're in the C series where Jeremiah, awesome story, such a story around the origins of this church that I used to preach in the early days. I haven't done it for some time. But God is asking him, what do you see? So many times God asks us, what, what is it that you want? What is, what's on your heart for this city? What's on your heart for this church? For some of you, getting out of the boat, taking a step, is sharing your faith with a colleague or with your boss or a family member, crossing the street and bringing some food to a friend and and just sharing the grace that you have found. For some of you, the step of faith, the step out of the boat, is to start giving to the church. But maybe you're already giving. Maybe the big step is for you to start tithing. Maybe that's the big step, the most irrational, crazy thing you could ever do. But here's the thing. As you return 10% of God, what God blesses you back to him through his church, suddenly you'll start to see your faith levels go up in so many other areas of your life and challenges that you face. You will see God provide and recognise that 90% with his blessing is so much more than 100% without. Maybe that's your step of faith this month and this year. Or could it be that God's been touching your heart about becoming a connect group leader? To step into a pastoral leadership role and care for people, pray for them, encourage them, minister to them, gather them, inspire them. Is that what God's been putting on your heart, but you've been listening to the self-doubt? Those comments in the back of your head? I can't do this. I don't know enough of the scriptures. I can't do this. I'm not like Justin or Lynn or anybody else. I can't. Let me tell you, you can do it. That's why it's a faith step. And you will look back if you take this step. You will look back at this time and go, my goodness, I never knew how much I would have grown and how much I love people so much more than I have before. How much God has used me to speak into people's lives, to minister and pray for them and see them healed, to see them restored. 
Maybe a connect group is something you need to step into. Or, one last thought, maybe your next step is to be a part of C3 Kids under the wonderful leadership of Sam Marie. Be a part of the next generation. My goodness. There's such a significant ministry in this church, if not the most. Can I encourage you? If that's you, contact Sam Marie. She would love to hear from you. Take that step. Make space in your calendar. Be available. I know you will be blessed because of it. So, last thought as we come to a place of prayer. When we have had faith to fast together, as we've seen, faith grows in our hearts and in this church and we begin to see what God sees. We need to recognise as a church that we need to keep pushing back against the tide of this world that numbs us to great faith because Jesus did not give us a small commission. He gave us the great commission. It requires us to have great faith and boldness. And I come back to that question. What if God answered our prayers? How much different would this region and this city be? What kind of faith level and boldness are we praying for Lund right now in Jesus' name? That everyone would know that the gospel would be preached around this region and around the world. Let us not fall into the trap of small thinking and small faith. The price that was paid was way too high for that. So, when God looks at you, when God looks at our church, I know he is amazed. I know he is smiling from ear to ear. I know he is blessed that we are a sweet fragrance to him. He loves his church. He loves you. Because I believe with all my heart over the coming couple of years, our God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever ask, think or imagine according to his power at work in this church so that he would be glorified for generations to come. God's got a vision and God's asking us to be bold and courageous and go to great faith in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence that we would do mighty work in this church. Thank you in advance for all the faith steps that may come from this moment. God, I thank you for all on the other side of these faith steps that you are going to find, that people are going to find your perfect will. They're going to find you at new levels. God, I thank you for those who will be starting something new, who are following you at new levels, who are venturing out, who are sharing their faith. God, I thank you as we step out to find out what you see for us. God, help us be full of faith as we follow you in Jesus' name. Well, bless you, church. Have an absolutely sensational week in Jesus' name. Be inspired as we continue the C-Series next week.